Hey, Soraya, how's it going? All right. How about you, Jeff? I'm doing great. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago or, or was it back in 1966 when we talked about the unclaimed? I have a vague recollection. <laughs> Here we are a couple of weeks later. And guess what, Soraya? What? This is going to be exciting because we get to talk to members of the unclaimed today. Yeah, it's uh, really exciting how that happened. And uh, we just can't wait to get started. But uh, I don't know, Jeff. Should we go ahead and claim the unclaimed? <laughs> Let's claim. Okay, that was a bad joke. I like it. Let's get started. <laughs> Hi, this is Soraya. And this is Jeff. Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tunes. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agroviar. Let's get groovy. All right, Soraya. So as we talked about in our introduction, we're very excited today because we have two members of yes. the current lineup for The Unclaimed. Um, original founder, Shelly Gantz. Hey, Shelly. Hi, how are you? We're doing great. Great and to see you. Yes, we're very excited to see you as well. Thank and you. Patrick R. Clary. Yeah, uh, Patrick uh, is me. And nice to meet you, Jeffrey. In person. Nice to meet you. Right. So a couple weeks ago, we did an episode of our podcast where we were talking about the early records of the unclaimed. And we have, if you guys don't mind, a couple questions about the early period. Not much, but we wanted to get into the, the current lineup and what's happening with the band, if you guys don't mind. Not at all. Perfect. So hi, uh, Patrick and Shelly. I'm Soraya. And uh, Shelly, this is really such a thrill because we've had a lot of people on the podcast who've talked about the influence of the unclaimed, the desire to be in the band. And so it's just a thrill to be here and ask a few questions. And I have to start off with, where does the name The Unclaimed come from and the signature look of the band? Well, thank you. That's an interesting question. And, and thank you for asking. Um, there are some, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, myths about where the name came from, but um, I was a, always a huge fan of a garage um, and I came upon a single coming home from school one day. I was uh, going to school in the valley and I would stop by a record store. You may have heard of it, Bump Records. Yes. And uh, Greg and uh, Susie would always allow me to look at their um, uh, uh, sheet uh, there um, catalog. Um, uh, catalog but it was a sheet where people would uh, bid for their auction list oh yeah and um, I would look and and they would uh, just allow me to meet the price on their auction list they were very generous so I came upon this one single that I never seen before <clears throat> pardon me by the uncalled for <laughs> and I got it, and it was you know, a little pricey for a, not much more than a kid back then. So I took it home and I played it, and I almost fainted. It was the epitome of amazing garage, 
And um, so I listened to Uncalled For and I was like, wow. So from the Uncalled For, I derived the Unclaimed. Nice. Really? That's it. Is that Do Like Me? That song? Yeah, Do Like Me, which is godlike. And, and, and eventually we'd, we'd come to cover it live. And, uh, and as an homage to the uncalled for, we became, I selected the unclaimed. If you ever have a day when a man's got you down And everyone you know is playing you for a clown And your head is still spinning from the bench you night before Your loving mom and dad What about the, the the signature look of the band? Oh well, um, you could say easily, you know, from the Music Machine. But um, there were a number of bands during that period, which was just after the Beat period, and there were a number of bands that photographed in the all black turtleneck look. And the most famous among them, of course, were the Beatles, but also the Circle had a picture like that, and you know, some others that escaped me. And I recently came upon a French band that were all in black too. Yeah. So, um, uh, but it was just a stock look from that period, but obviously the most famous and, you know, the, the most terrific or one of the most terrific were the, um, uh, the music machine. Also the circle had a photo with, with them all in black as well. And I just thought it's a great look and it's also very, very slimming. <laughs> yes yes it is a great look it is a great look so you and Sid uh, who eventually formed Long Riders started off the band how was it working with Sid in the early days well um Sid joined or he he was the first to respond uh, or had interest after I ran the ad in the recycler for years and I met a lot of musicians, but Sid had the most uh, interest in getting together. And uh, we met and, um, and we, we, we had very like interests. So um, he was definitely interested in taking it a step further than the others I had met prior to Sid. So um, uh, at the time we were a garage cover band and I had acquired a stack of singles from the late, great Dave Gibson. And he sold me a stack of rarities um, uh, for the uh, ridiculous price of a dollar a piece. Oh, <laughs> wow. A stack. Wow. And that was the, our, 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 literally our first set. Any collector would, would know them, but like a hardcore collector would know them. And, you know, there were songs that no one had ever heard before, unless you were a collector, and that was it. Yeah, I've heard about that infamous collection. I hope you still have that. And I think that that collection actually played a big influence on some of the bands that we've talked about or talked to, the Pandoras being one of them, Telltale Hearts, some others. So that that collection is infamous. Well, certainly, Paula, because we we kept company for years. 
And um, so she had heard those records a lot um, and, and, you know, more certainly since, but yeah, certainly. And I wanted to ask a, a little different question because Jeff and I focused on the early recordings of the Unclaimed and we were curious how how do you, how did the band receive these um, reissues from uh, Teen Sounds? Were you happy with those reissues? I mean, we were, fans were, but we want to know, were you happy with what uh, was reissued by them? Well, um, before they released them or re-released them, they were uh, digitized, Patrick? Or Yeah, we, we, we actually had for the Moxie EP, Shelly had the original eight track uh, session tapes. Wow. And, uh, so we had, we brought those to John Struther at Penguin Recording. Okay. Lives in Eagle Rock right near me. And uh, he baked the tapes and ran them off and created digital tracks based on the each, you know, song, eight, eight tracks per song, sometimes more. And, uh, and then we gave those files to Dave Klein and he remastered them. Remixed also. He remixed and then he remastered. And uh, so, we were, we were, he was sending us mixes of that stuff and we were giving him feedback. So this is all like artist approved remix, remasters. And, uh, and I, I worked with Massimo uh, personally to like deliver photos that I could find. Uh, friend of ours, a friend of the band who used to see the band a lot named Rob Jacobs helped with scanning pictures and negatives for the reissues. So uh, it was a real team effort and Dave Klein was did all the technical work, but it was all with our input and approval. And nice. if I may add, uh, the, the newly remastered Moxie EP sounds a lot hotter than the original. Yeah, it, they, they both sound fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. We so what, what about the 12-inch? Did you have the original tapes for that? For that, Bill Inglot had a runoff of the original mix. Okay. From the Primordial Ooze. Primordial Ooze. He was in the studio at the time, apparently. Yeah, and I, ran I remember. His own reel of the same mix that led to the master recording at the time. Okay. So he went back into his archives and did a run of that tape, of that reel. And he gave me the wave files of those tracks. So in that case, it was a remaster the job that that Dave did. Okay. Which still added a lot um, in terms of, you know, we could bring out certain, uh, you know, things in the EQ. Mm -hmm. So that was still something that we played with and uh, brought up the level in general. I was going to say, I feel like it has a lot more power than the original. Yeah. There, well, I was going to say balls, but it's right here so <laughs> it's okay it bill, does though bill was always a good cat and a good friend of the young claims shirley you mentioned something the other day about who uh engineered it right it was a friend of ray flores the bass player um he went by um Amrit, and it was a friend of dave's and um yeah and he he did the whole thing in his studio so nice. and it, that's why primordial is is a lot hotter even in its original state than uh, the Moxie EP. That was an exclusive Percy stage for his marine time, I think. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right, Patrick, so this question is for you. So 2019, You Never Come EP comes out. 
and um side a and has your guitar work on it how did you come to uh be a part of the unclaimed yeah uh i was introduced to shelly by a guy named scott halper scott baseman he goes by and uh uh i guess dave lee joseph and dave provost had already sort of um left the band at that time and you're also looking for a new drummer and uh so Scott was trying to like help Shelly put together a new version of it. And he brought me in and we started working together, just Shelly and I, um, and Scott and I kind of had a falling out. And so we recruited, he, Shelly knew John Worley cause John used to come to the unclaimed shows back, you know, in, in the early days. And, uh, and then I, a friend of mine recommended Sean Bryant. And so, uh, we got together at John's uh, uh, girlfriend's garage studio, you know, the real garage band rehearsing in a garage. Nice. And uh, started working woodshedding there. And uh, the uh, those th two other guys don't appear on that EP, but I played my fuzz guitar on the You Never Come. So that was my contribution. And he killed it. <laughs> yeah. He really, you know, fuzzed it out of this world. Yeah, Shelly Shelley had the part. He hummed it to me and he's like, yeah, we used to do it like this. And so I kind of like, oh, okay, adapted it. And then. And, and, and he made it just a total killer, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah, agreed. And the video is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah that, that was uh, kind of my idea too. Uh, just we were, we needed to do a photo shoot, you know, to get a, some photos for the album or the EP. And I was like, let's just, you know, shoot a video for You Never Come while we're there, you know, and uh, we're able to do two things at once. You know, we did the video and then found a spot up uh, Bron Bronson Canyon. Um, oh, Oregon. is that where that's at? It's at Griffith Park. Yeah, yeah, because ah. we, I thought of, I knew like the Batman was filmed, you know, Bronson Caves. Right, right. I go way up there, but we ended up just like, stopping at the parking lot to meet up with the videographer and we're like oh that that's a cool like grassy knoll over there let's let's go over there and and we just shot it there in the grass and uh, uh worked so out that, yeah. that that makes even uh the um the image of the bat on Shelly's guitar even more more appropriate yeah I thought I had some resonances you know so <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, and the kind of the design of the EP has the, uh, kind of looks like a bat wing, you know? Ah, oh, I, I never noticed that, yeah. Yeah, and that's, this also, this the cover photo is kind of a tribute to the Humane Society, because we're <clears throat> the bear there in Griffith Park. Because the oh. Humane Society took a photo there um, decades ago, and it's an homage to the Humane Society for their you know, tremendous, uh, contribution to the garage psych tune that they, uh, you know, slayed everyone with, knock, knock, <sighs> society, and it is godlike. So I hope your listeners will go out and listen to Knock, Knock by the Humane Society. <laughs> Dead. The 
already making a wish list for us of <laughs> sorry it's unreal and i have a photo of them standing right next to that stamp uh, to that stone bear and it was the least i could do to point out that the humane society were you know just out of this world i love that That's awesome. knock knock this is i i am just in awe shelly of what i can imagine is in your collection just I like I like hearing the data come out because it, shoot Jeff, the, what better what better knowledge base than than Shelley? Right? Well, I'll tell you, it's not the the largest collection, but I am very devoted to the records that I was lucky enough to uh, come by. Yeah, I think my collection are more like the Nuggets box sets or the Nuggets sets. That's just as good. That's just as good. <laughs> shoot. I'm just thinking of those dollar a piece singles that are all rarities. And I yeah. mean, that's Not, just can't find those today in the age of eBay and stuff. No, no. Oh my God. But a lot of those are on comps. So, you know, don't, you know, don't, don't feel bad about it or anything. Yeah. No, they're, they're fun to listen to in that format as well. But to have those early singles, Shelly, I think that's something that's really special. Yeah. That goes, you know, to Dave Gibson, who was just a very magnanimous, you know, generous guy. And he goes, oh, yeah, you can have this for a buck a piece. I go, oh, what? Wow. And I was stunned. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. We so I want, I, excuse me, I'm sorry. I wanted to ask about, so we've got this 2019 release. And we want, we are really curious, what new music can we expect? Well, yeah, we've been recording a new album uh, started in November and uh, we recorded 10 tracks uh, in a two month time, you know, from November, December. Uh, in addition to two other ones we had done prior to like COVID. So that makes 12 new songs. They're, they're, they're all Shelley originals that he's written since uh, the Under the Bodhi Tree album was released. Mm -hmm. but and he's written more than just these 12 of course but it was these are 12 that we've been playing in our new you know lineup uh for a couple of years and we decided you know it's time to do a proper follow-up album to under the bodhi tree with and one of the songs is called the tale of the hun and the story with that album was that it was released under the artist name attila and the huns which was like kind of a, a band that didn't exist yet Mm -hmm. Shelly had this idea, you know, to do that band after the unclaimed, but uh, you see, sorry, <laughs> yeah, the, the problem was that when we released Attila and the Huns under the Bodhi tree, uh, the unclaimed had uh, dissolved at that point, for lack of a better term, and uh, I was like, what now? So there was no technical unclaimed at the time. And um, I had written this song just prior to that called Attila, 
the Hun. So I thought, huh, okay, I have this song to tell the Hun. It's arguably the best song I've written. So I thought, well, um, we'll release this as um, Attila and the Huns. And one day we'll have the song Attila the Hun by Attila and the Huns. I love it. There's no longer, you know, the unclaimed kind of, you know, just dissolved at this point. And it was a dreadful period, but that's what happened. And I thought, well, okay, we'll have this new record out and uh, we'll just see what happens. But um, it just, um, you know, stayed for a while, which meant a long while. And then this genius comes along and we worked up the song Attila and the Hun, and it's a, it's the killer of the set. Wow. Attila the Hun, it's just a death ray. It's a happy, good death ray, but it'll, it'll slay the listeners. Okay, and when can we get... Well, when he's going to do the vocals. He's going to do the vocals on, like, next month, March. Yeah. That's the plan. And then we'll do backing vocals, maybe some percussion, sweetening. But I've laid down all the guitar parts, all the basic tracks are down. So just, just, the, the very near future. Yeah, hopefully we'll do the finish tracking in next month, then mix it in April, maybe, and then master it. So maybe by May or June, it'll be ready. But then we'd have to, you know, do the art design and hopefully by the end of the year, maybe summer or fall, it'll be okay. Or sooner. And the other song I wanted to relate is um, a song called Hunters and Gatherers, which I wrote some time ago. And it's also, you know, a complete killer, a, bar a barbaric killer. The follow-up to uh, Be a Caveman. That's right. <laughs> wow, nice, nice. It's the extension uh, of uh, Be a Caveman by the Avengers. If, if you'll excuse me, I have to go right now. What Shelly's going to take over. I got to go pick up my son. Okay, Patrick. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you so much for setting this up. Nice to see you. Yeah. And, and hopefully, you too, Shelly. Hopefully, we'll see you both in San Diego. Yeah, the 19th. See you at the Casbah. Bye. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Shelly, is there anything uh, that you could tell us about any of the other tracks as a, as a way of a sneak peek without revealing too much? Well, I would say or contend that they're they're all fun. They're all fun to listen to, and um, some are, you know, more more garage or garagier than others. Or some are, are bubble garage, um, a term we came, we kind of came up with bubble garage, and and some are a jangle garage, but um, they're all very satisfying and. You know, people who've heard a little bit uh, just love it, and we're just trying to make it as as good as possible. So ah. people will just fall in love with it. I'm so excited about this, Shelly. Is is it too soon to talk about what label you plan on releasing this on, or is it self released, or is that still in the works? Patrick has been talking to 
15 sound records. Oh. So, as far as I know, I, I haven't really gotten into it Patrick, okay. in any great detail, but I think um, it is uh, earmarked for teen sound records. Uh, uh, more um, in, in, the, in the coming, you know, weeks or months. Excellent, excellent. So I know Jeff mentioned an upcoming show at the Casbah. And I mean, Jeff and I can't express enough appreciation to bands and musicians like you that are going out and giving us live shows. And um, I want to know, besides this Casbah show on the 19th, are there other dates lined up where, pe- where our listeners can go and see the Unclaimed? Or is that kind of an evolving thing right now? Well, um, it's both. We did play the Liquid Zoo about two weeks ago. That was in Van Nuys. And it was uh, a good show, considering it was the first time we played a club in over two years. Yeah. Um, But uh, they invited us to play um, a bowling alley sometime let's see where are we now sometime in march i think and um so there's that and um and then there's the casbah gig but i'm sure uh there will be more coming up in the very near future so soraya for our listeners um we want to point them to a place where they can follow the unclaimed in case new shows get um posted or um announced right um so shelly is there a good place where our listeners can go at facebook is that a good place on the unclaimed page or uh or the friends who like the unclaimed either one of those should be a good um uh, place for finding out what is up with the unclaimed uh, or um or, or my page, uh, the Shelly Gans page on Facebook, or Patrick's page. Great, and we'll definitely share any news that that we come aware of. We'll we'll be sure to uh, share on the Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme pages as well. Mm-hmm. And again, um, for those that are watching this, uh, the day that this is posted tomorrow, you could see the unclaimed with the loons opening up. That features um, Mike Stacks, who is in the Telltale Hearts um that we've had on the show so the unclaimed will be headlining saturday february 19th i believe the show starts around nine o'clock doors probably open around eight ish um at the casbah in san diego located at 2501 kettner boulevard right by the airport um so it's a, a great venue to come check check the band out i'll be there um terrific so we're looking forward to that, Shelly. Um, can you talk anything um, before we let you go about the set list, what we can expect to see at any of the live shows coming up? Well, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, well, we, we will do, and we like to keep it actually kind of a surprise. Okay. But we will do our fave or my fave, uh, Attila the Hun. We will do, um, I don't like to jinx it, but we will do um, Hunters and Gatherers, and we'll do um, YD Girl, which is a bubble garage, and um, 
gosh, I don't have the cell list in front of me, but my short-term memory is <laughs> because of being locked in. You know? Right, right, understood. But um, there'll be a lot of fun tunes. So um, I hope whoever can see and hear this, uh, they'll come out for a very fun evening. And the Loons are a terrific band. And uh, Mike and I go way back and they are excellent. So please come and see, you know, the Loons and, you know, and the Unclaimed if you're able to come out. Absolutely. And get there early enough to see, to see both bands. So Soraya, I don't know if you have any questions. I have one last question. Um, Shelly, um, is there, are there any new bands that you're listening to nowadays? Or are you mostly listening to that fantastic collection that you got? Um, well, I've, I've heard a couple of tracks by the Wild Goons. Ooh. And, and they're a first-rate garage band. You know, I was just amazed at how good their, their tracks were. And um, there may be some others, but I'm not, like I said, uh, 100% at the moment. Yep, you know, that's fine. That's fine. The Wild Goons are great. And um, so uh, I'd highly recommend them. And uh, just anyone who is dedicated to, you know, preserving and um, uh, being dedicated to the, the best of the garage. Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. I, th I said I only had one more question, Soraya, but <laughs> that's okay. Since I'm going to the Casbah show, um, uh, Shelly, will there be any merchandise, um, the records available at any, any of the live shows? Do you know? There should be. So I will talk that over with Patrick. Okay. So he knows what kind of merch we have left and I'll make it a point to him to have some merch available. I, I think there are some t-shirts and some records, the, the record, uh, the You Never Come EP and maybe some buttons and postcards and things like that. Perfect. Soraya, I don't know if you saw it, but speaking of the unclaimed shirt, our buddy Frank Dorado of the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast, if you see their latest, uh, episode episode 83 i believe frank's got this fabulous unclaimed t-shirt that he's wearing so the t-shirt the t-shirt looks fantastic shelly please please uh thank him for for acquiring that shirt yeah absolutely we appreciate it absolutely it'll, it'll help send us to summer camp <laughs> nice i love it I cannot wait to get this death ray on in my hands. I want Attila the Hun. So I cannot wait for more music from the Unclaimed. Shelly, we can't thank you enough. This has really been a thrill. Absolutely. And, uh, well, whenever, please know the door is open. Whenever you guys want to talk about uh, new releases, new shows, we're around. And so we'd love to have you back on. Uh, thank you. Um, we really appreciate it. And you know, um, it's 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 our pleasure, and you you do us a great justice and honor for having us on your show. So, you know, thank you ever so much, and and for being so kind and in, in interviewing us. We really really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's definitely an honor, Shelley, and I look forward to meeting you in person at the Casbah gig tomorrow. 
<laughs> next week really but we'll, yeah. see, we'll say tomorrow okay. but looking forward to that and thanks so much it was definitely an honor speaking with you the, the honor was ours and the pleasure is ours as well so thank you again always be safe and you know mask it where you need to and you know uh, to quote the book Brummel's uh, don't talk to strangers I love it I perfect love it. no better ending thanks again <laughs> Thank you so much, Shelly. Thank you for Bye -bye. having us. It's our pleasure and thank you always. All right. Please stay safe. Yep, you, you do the same. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Take Bye -bye. care. Bye. Oh my gosh, Soraya. How, <laughs> how fun was that? Okay, let me just give you these new genres that he named. Uh, garagey, bubble garage. I love that, Soraya. Jangle garage, but I love that bubble garage. Yep. And I can already picture jangle garage. Yep, I can actually <laughs> imagine both of those, bubblegum garage. So I'm thinking um, if the Partridge family just got uh, got really grungy and, and dirty and or I, I love that. It sounds great to me because, you know, I love anything with the melody. So when, when I hear bubblegum or jangle mixed with one of my favorite genres, garage rock, uh, I'm just thrilled. I enjoy the way he speaks so passionately about music, including his own. Because let me just, some of the quotes that he gave us with the new song. So for Attila the Hun, calls it a death ray. He had me there. Yeah. Then with Hunters and Gatherers, a barbaric killer. Yeah. He is trying to get his audience complete he is slaying and he used the word slay kill yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah he's gunning for you he's gunning for yeah. your soul yes absolutely and i i find that really and um i it, he's it's incredible to me that one he had all the original eight tracks yes for, for that to, to be i mean and that process for that moxie ep uh, right the original session tapes, then it goes to John Struther at Penguin Recordings, then it gets digitized, then it goes to Dave Klein to get remixed and remastered. Then add, uh, you know, for these reissues, and then, you know, they're able to really, uh, he meant, uh, Patrick mentioned the name of Rob Jacobs, someone who had a lot of photos and, you know, some of the visual record of the band. And then with that, take that to Massimo and Teen Sounds and, you know, big, amazing and then for the 12 inch the same you know a very similar but that bill inglot had the original runoff yes okay bill inglot is someone that has come up quite a bit in our discussions and you know one of these days i, I we should pick his brain because he's got tons of stories but yeah and he's a stickler for sound quality because you know he did yeah. a lot of the engineering on some of the nuggets related projects and well a lot of things uh, worked with the pandoras and uh, that i his disc discogs list is huge of all the things that he done that right. he's done um i was very fortunate enough to meet him at the casbah in san diego um when the pandoras were playing um with um kim shattuck fronting the band right um and it, it, it was a blast so i have talked to bill and I have invited him on the show and he said he would love to talk, um, but just not be recorded. 
So, so, uh, okay. yeah. but he is a stickler for sound quality. I mean, that's his daytime job. So, um, it, uh, now it makes sense to me why, uh, why both of those releases on teen sounds so fantastic. And perhaps they may be uh, a part of this new release too, which is very cool. And can I say Soraya, how um, thankful I am for Patrick R. Cleary? Cause, um, I don't know that this record would happen without him. Or certainly without Shelly. I mean, Shelly, can we admit that Shelly is the the unclaimed? Um, but but it sounds like Patrick plays a big part, and you could see how much that Shelly appreciates what right. Patrick brings to this latest version of the band, the current version of the band. And um, of course, Patrick was instrumental in setting this up today. Thank you, Frank Dragato, because Frank is the one that uh, connected us to. Um, thank you, Frank. Um, but Patrick um, made it sounds like he's a big part of this record happening, and um, I've, even um, the reissues, right? Um, when you when you listen to Shelley tell a story, you know that by the time when he's kind of writing these songs that are going to appear on a future recording, near future, in Shelley's words. He said, you know, I write this song until the Hun, the death ray. <laughs> and he says, and at that point, the band has been dissolved. And then, you know, have this dream. And then, you know, and then things start moving again with, with Patrick's input, which I think is, it's an interesting and a really compelling part of this story, of this new story of the band. And, you know, they've got a, sounds like they've got a really solid lineup. They've got all these songs now. They're ready to go. And uh, it's good. It's good to hear new music. But more than that, I think it's really, it's just really uplifting to hear people so passionate about what they do and what they share with with, uh, fans. And, you know, he's, Shelly is just so enthusiastic to me. Is That part was, was really, really lovely to hear. It's like, we've got these songs. And Patrick, too, was really enthusiastic about what they're doing. And the sound, you know, just the sound that they're giving out and all these songs. And, the, you know, all those songs are Shelly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then can we, Jeff? I think we need like a, a recreation of the recycler logo and put it on a shirt. Because <laughs> man, the recycler has come out so many times. Right. Yeah. You know, yep. and Shelly said, you know, Sid answered. I, I had an ad in the recycler for years, and Sid was the guy that answered, seemed to be really interested and and more enthusiastic about moving forward with the project. Yep. Boom. Yep nice nice what a cool story yeah uh, i'm and i'm really happy that shows are coming you know the yes. loons, you know and if uh if anyone's a fan of mike stacks um you this need, guy. yeah i know that guy <laughs> that guy this girl but um yeah and if you're in the san diego area san diego adjacent please go to the caswell which is a great venue anyways but yeah oh yeah Support these venues that are putting on these live shows, support these bands, because this has been no 
simple feat to hold out for two years and, and then and then you know start playing music and slaying audiences <laughs> that's what Shelly's gonna do Jeff be prepared he's got a death ray and he ain't afraid to use it yeah and it's called Attila the Hunt I'll I'll be waiting for that I'll be waiting and for get that. you some bubble garage jangle garage I just, I love it I love yeah. it and I mean what a student of, of music too you yeah know? absolutely a dollar a dollar a single Jeff I know that's a nice guy that offered him one but you know I'm just imagining this massive collection a stack of singles okay and that's just one piece yeah of the Shelly Gans puzzle right because it's been talked about often oh yeah this is a guy who has the definitive garage collection and stuff that you can't find it in many places Shelly Gans has. Yeah. He says they're on <laughs> compilations. And stuff. Yep. 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 And so, like you mentioned, a lot of that stuff is on compilations, but which is nice. But I, like, I like how he was very considerate. He said, don't feel bad. Don't feel yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, all, but you have the original. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. This but, was fantastic. Jeff, we've been really fortunate to talk to some pretty amazing people absolutely that produce great music and absolutely uh, and today was no exception today was no different than any other day wow pretty cool very cool indeed oh what should we say you know get your death ray <laughs> you're gonna get a death ray early i'm i have to wait for my death ray but wow shelly gans patrick cleary we thank you and the acclaim the yes. unclaimed and uh thank you Good stuff coming forward. So Excellent. look out for it. Mi gente, agruiar. Grew on, Paisley people, and you cavemen. Hunters again. <laughs>
Yeah. 